Trigger warning. Mentions of self-harm, abuse, and suicide. Hello, my name is Sakib and welcome to the What's Wrong podcast. So um, today I was thinking that we could talk about mental health during the pandemic. Um, so Niha, could you, let's start with you. Could you explain how your own personal mental health was affected during the COVID pandemic? Uh, if we talk about mental health, I think it's an issue that very less talk about, talked about in our country. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter was it, whether it was before the pandemic or after the pandemic. And I think since the pandemic started, it began to increase like exponentially, like huge number of increase. First of all, see, the thing is like when the pandemic started, most of us were new to the situation. Like, I, not most, like, actually everyone was new to the situation. And you know, you're just stuck in your home. No one to talk to. And you know, at those points, those are the points when you're alone, no one to talk to, you can't meet your friends. That's the time when, when it hits you the most. When that's you're isolated. Point. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it has been seen, uh, the most most number of deaths during the COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. People who died of COVID happened actually because their mental health was not in right condition because for your immunity to work or the medicines or your immune system yeah. to work function properly, you need to have a very stable mental health, which was not there. So you're saying and that there's a connection between mental health and physical health? Yeah, obviously. Hmm. For example, if we just, you know, if we're not mentally fine, you won't like doing anything. Uh, when you're mentally not strong enough or stable, you lose your sleep, you lose your appetite, you lose the, you know, urge to talk to anyone, you just, you, you like being alone, talk, be with yourself, that's what, you know, pose the person and they get stuck within themselves. And that's how they don't, you know, get talk and... Take care of themselves? Yeah. Well, well, what, sorry. Take care of themselves? I won't say take care, I think they feel that we are better off alone, which is not true. In conditions like this, people should, you know, usually talk to their friends, for example, when COVID started, I had like there was a time when I cut off connection with most of you. Most of you, Tanzim knows this very well. Yeah, it's true. No, it's basically gone. Yeah, I I hadn't heard from him. Like he disappeared. disappeared. I legit thought you were dead. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing because at that point it hit me so bad. I had nights when I couldn't sleep, and I cried like I would say a baby or even worse. I don't know. Because, you know, there's the thing I felt it like I can't see my friends. Like, Bashir Basha, if my friend lives, it's just like neighborhood. I'm, I, I can't see him. No one. It was like just breaking me the fact. So it's like you're, an, you're a very social person in general. So it's like you couldn't transition into like this new reality where you couldn't meet people face to face. Exactly. And also the thing was, uh, during when the pandemic started, we had our A-levels as well. Uh, AS. Yeah, which is the first year of A-levels. Exactly. So there was the pressure of the studies, first of all. The second pressure was they completely new different style of study. Online classes. Online, yeah. And mocks were, uh, the mocks were actually mocks. We were just mocking the teachers in those because we were talking the whole Yeah, go and on. So exactly. So, you know, you have that thing that I'm studying, but I'm not getting any uh, outcome, no results. That's what hits you. Even yeah. this, I don't know, the children or the pressure from parents, that's a very big issue. They, what are you doing? You're just lying on your bed the whole day. Because, bro, we don't have anything else to do. Yeah, that's so true. Raise your hands if your sleep schedule got fucked during COVID. 
Who's then? I know Rafael is raising his head too. He's not, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you was up all night. You was up bothering yeah, me like, all night. Like all of us are staying <laughs> up like four a.m. minimum yeah. at best. But, you know, the, the thing is, uh, since this pandemic started, it fucked up everyone in one way or the other, and most importantly, in the mental health. If we look at the records, the number of suicides have increased rapidly. Increase, increase considerably. It's huge in number. It's like huge. Uh, for example, according to this report of this, I don't know the newspaper name is not given. Uh, okay, in go between on. March 22 and 2021, in one year transition, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, around 45 reports were reported, and out of that, 22.2 uh. of suicide among that 22.4% said that their, their suicide was due to financial crisis unemployment and loneliness and loneliness comes because of the lockdown and yeah. 24.89% said they died due to family family issues due to family harassment sexual violence when this actually reminds me like in the last episode of our domestic abuse we were exactly. talking about how it increased during the pandemic i gave you the stat about how it increased yeah suicide Yeah, and because of all of these, like especially with all of these issues increasing, it really, it really fucks with our mental health. Unemployment, domestic abuse, then the for our students, the the pressure of studies, it's it's you know it's a wreck. And also the uncertainty over the virus, because we actually didn't know whether we would be alive, like whether exactly. we would be safe. Exactly. Like the media flabbergasted it in such a way that everyone thought that if you got it, you were dead. My mom was digging on grave at that point. One, it was the truth. It was like the death rate was really, really high. And also, it's like uh, we were also concerned about like uh, the health facilities because the exactly. hospitals were were filled with COVID patients and everything. But, but one thing I'm gonna say is our doctors actually did quite well about this thing. Yeah, they were heroic and they were hardworking. The doctors are the ones who like save the day. India. Yeah. And exactly. I've seen many videos, many uh, many images and many news articles of you know doctors working 30 hour, 48 hour shifts, you know, for 3 days, weeks straight even. Bro, uh, without sleep, without rest. Give you this uh, insight. For example, my uncle is a doctor, but he wasn't in the COVID sector like he didn't get the duty. Other than that, for example, in Dhaka Medical and many hospitals with the doctors did you know They put on speakers, they turned on songs, and they danced for the patients so that they can ensure that their mental health, so the mental state was okay. You know, they just try to give them entertainment and make them happy, and also it helped the doctors. So see, one way or the other, mental health was a concern even in the hospital because out of nowhere you just can't dance in the hospital, right? But they were doing it so the patients feel comfortable. They, you know, they feel entertained, they feel moralized. And even in this time, uh, the psychiatrists even they got duties in the COVID sector so that they could motivate the patients and their uh, colleagues. Actually, yeah. something off topic, but there's a thing go that on. if you go to the emergency sec emergency section and just say that I'm, I feel like I will hurt myself, they will detain you there until or unless they know unless the psychologist comes to you and then he evaluates you for a bit. Yeah, that's exactly. standard in most countries. That's standard. And that's what happened basically here, for, but not for just one or two people, for everyone in the ward, exactly. so everyone can stay calm. Bro, mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, in Bangladesh, uh, I I think I mentioned I don't know. Uh, as I said, the last time the mental health issues were revised or it was brought up was in two thousand six. 
2006, which was yeah. like 15 years ago. To be precise, yeah. And uh, during the survey was found out like in out of 100%, if we spend 100% on other health expenses, for example, mental, uh, heart, kidneys, any other, if 100% is spent on mental health, only 0.4% is spent. So like yeah. on the entire, you're saying that the entire medical expenditure, only 0.4% is on mental health. I'm yeah, because it's not considered I'm not, I'm not to be important. And uh, to make my stat even more, it was published by WHO, World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. They published this report that only 0.4% is spent on mental health. That's weird. Can I also add another statistic? A very wild stat. A Go number on. of South Asian languages do not have a word for depression. I mean, does Bangla have a what word for a depression? Does, does. I mean, I mean, we. I mean, we use the word depression. I mean, we. we <laughs> depressed we seen, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. It means bishan Okay. Um, and no one uses that word. No, the I know. Uh, there's a reason for that because a lot of people think of like depression, anxiety of like adult things, like midlife crisis, shit like that. That's not. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. Like I mean, it, it has some like, truth to it. Like, like, yeah, yeah. like in our area. I'm not like, talking about the whole world. Like what he's trying to say is that, like, let's say if we tell tell our parents that we are depressed, that we have anxiety, they'll be like, uh, wh- "Why are you depressed? You're still a kid. You have no stress." Am I used? To, am I, yeah, like you don't have anything to, you don't have Can anything I, to worry about. Expression what they yeah. Can. If you're like, go to them and say, "Mom, I'm depressed. Mom, I'm anxious. I need help. I need help." your life is perfect i provide everything for you exactly. why are you that's a major thing they guilty blame you yeah Guilt trip, yeah. 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 Guilt trip you for this. Bro, I'm like, let me just tell the you, there was this... they ignore the symptoms and later on blame you because they ignored the symptoms. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know what happened in that 2019. Not blaming the Either in 2018 or 19, a report was published where this seven-year-old kid had depression, and that was severe depression was suicidal. I mean, it, it is actually common amongst uh, victims of childhood abuse to have like depression from a really early age and to have suicidal thoughts. And it could also be like genetic a lot of the time. I want to share, you know, just an experience of my own. Um, I think my dad, my own daughter was um, sorry crying one day. I don't remember why, it was a few months back. And a few hours later, I remember him telling me, hey, uh, hey, I saw you crying. Wait, wait, so he guilty tripped you and was all like, why are you crying? Like, like, I give you everything. Like, what's me? He's like, why are you crying? You have everything. I'm like, I would like to add something to you, Sandeem. I would, would like to add something to I what you said. Like, like, where? Where? Uh, Okay, Basically, our, parents, our parents have gone through worse times than us. For them, walking true. to school under the scorched sun was depression. 
but they think that as we go to the school or college or university by car or uh, in a somewhat better situation than them or we're in a better situation Un than them they think that it's not due, we're not be supposed to be depressed for them this is not a reason for depression but they fail to understand that it's in here and it, it doesn't matter whether you're doing good or not it's whether like, you're financially well or not it's like whether i'm you know even if i'm serious doesn't mean I'm not going to be, that doesn't mean I'm going to be happy 24-7. There's still problems. I still have problems. Yeah, it's unfortunate that our parents think it's monetary. That we have everything, so we should be happy. So the thing that's is, it. the belief they have is, if they give you the food, whatever you want, that's what does it. No, there are issues that, even if we want to talk about, we can't. You know that thing, we say that we want to, but we are unable to share. That's the thing. And one thing I'm gonna say, add to it, uh, say it, I don't know if it's off, to off topic or not, that you know, friends, these bastards are the best support we can get. Yeah, and that actually, is true. I mean, yeah, yeah, the best things that anyone should have. But because of, like, you know, friends are the best thing we could have. And they were the biggest support because they know you because they, they go through the same situation. Like, there were times when Tanzim and I, we started, normally we started a conversation. And we didn't even realize at how deep it went. Yeah, it's like, it's just, you know, if you have friends, if you have people who are really by your side, um, that, that helps you a lot. It helps exactly. you to open up. Okay, so, uh, Navid, Kashyap, you're trying to say something. Yeah, so, as what, as what Neil said, that our mm -hmm. friends are needed. Myself. I, mm -hmm. I would gladly say that 2020 was not my best year. It was not. It wasn't anyone. Anyone. It wasn't anyone. I was going. I was going through absolute shit at the time, and basically, it was kind of my lowest point. Same. So, same. That's, same. that's the same time I met my girlfriend, and I'm not gonna lie, she helped me a lot to go through with this. Yeah. A really lot. Like, I still too. thank her to this day that she was there for me, or I else I would have like ended, ended myself off by that time. I was only that bad in yeah, it. Yeah, and I want to share my personal experience. Um, <laughs> at the start of, uh, like, right after lockdown was um, announced, or in March 2020, my dad, we, we all decided, my mom, my dad, and I, we decided to go to my, my village, my Teshirbari, as we call it. This is all the way north in Thangul. So it's, it's very far from the city. Yeah. And we were holed up there for like two months because you know we couldn't come back because of the traffic restrictions. And I mean, for the no. first, look, for the first few days it was fine because right before lockdown we were all doing coaching or all busy with studies and stuff. And, you know, it's nice to get a getaway for something. You know, for a few days it's fine. Then two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, one month, two months, Ramadan came and went, and just. Slowly and surely, just two, three, four months, five months, six months passed by. I did not meet a single person. Six months? It, it felt like a year. No, bro, it no. wasn't six months. Almost a year went by. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, in my case, I spent six whole months without visiting a single family member or a friend of mine. Bro, it was everyone. Wait, what? It was everyone. Me too. I met yeah. my nana -na -na after a year. Exactly. And Amar experienced it. I didn't meet anyone for six months, and for six months, I was literally completely detached and alone from everything. I mean, I did video call my friends. Okay, so yeah, we did that. 
but you know it's not the same it's not the same as him actually uh, hanging out with it you know it, it makes you feel really lonely and plus i was away from the city for a long time and i really missed it and i couldn't even come back it took a long time two and a half months i came back to after two and a half months i came back to dhaka and even after that i couldn't meet anyone no I one could the first person i met post lockdown was kashyap he came over to bonasri where i live and he was like hey tanzim are you home i'm here i'm in your area i'm like yo you're here i'm going to meet you and you have no idea it was one of the best days of my life even though we did literally nothing but just me <laughs> and yeah you remember when i could say he's like a big on like a little girl in his house when i texted him yeah i swear to god remember the time when we met for the first time at i think who's house abrars i now not abrars i think safon or someone well it doesn't really matter go on yeah also i'm going to add uh, you know my state was so bad i'll just show you the thing i wrote to my friend so basically we're talking uh, i texted my friend adwa did whatsapp and stuff we just i just asked him what are you doing He told me I'm uh, thinking about life. So in a, in reply, I wrote, "What is life that never fails to fuck us up, which never fails us to make us worthless, never fa- uh, fails to make us feel we have no purpose, no achievements, we are blank, species of shit, and lonely." That is so dark and bleak. I honestly do not know what to say. I love it. So you can understand <laughs> my state at that point. I also wrote one more thing. the biggest reality check of life is when you realize disappointment is becoming a habit just like eating and breathing oh i mean honestly so people understand how bad it was going yeah. for like a chap going for like a marshmallow looking fellow like you definitely bro like like as tandi knows me i think since grade 5 I was like always very active everywhere so be it social media everywhere I completely disappeared for 3 to 4 months I was nowhere to be seen Oh yeah you did tell me like hey I just realized where's Nihal like you texted yeah. me It's like time just went by and I was completely distracted and detached from everything and it was un- everyone lost. it's like everyone lost connection but the thing is that's when true friends like that's when you understand your friends are true or not for example When I texted Tanzim after a few months, the first thing he didn't ask where where you anything. He just bro, tell me how are you? Are you good? Yeah, I was legitimately concerned. And look, we're talking about friends and all, you know, us having each other's backs. What about those who don't? Exactly. They didn't have any lives. Most of these people were people who didn't have any. Think of those yeah. who lived alone in Dhaka city when everyone shifted back to their villages. Imagine a situation, uh, you know, bachelor Dhaka where people live in a different place with their friends and stuff. Maybe oh yeah, like when they rent, like yeah, with yeah. their roommates. Yeah, exactly. There were people, uh, of students mm-hmm. who alone got stuck. They couldn't go alone in a house for months after months. You see nothing but your fucking wall in front of you, or the fan that's on top of your head. and worse they had to deal with the consequences they were like routinely reminded that if they went out they could you know possibly die exactly moreover um, a lot of these people even lost their jobs yeah and the financial strain it, it was actually really awful like a lot of people who who had recently become middle class they were shifted back into poverty 
and poverty rates in like Bangladesh just rose. And it's sad because over the last 10 years, we had actually made great strides to reduce Very poverty. Good. Yeah, yeah. And in the in in the span of a few months, it all went back. Exactly. You know, the simplest way, way to say it is if in the last few years we went 10 steps ahead, this COVID pushed us 100 steps back. Yeah, I have to agree. And it, I can actually tell a very sad, a sad thing that I saw, like right around like last year, um, fall season, like August, September, I went outside with my mother, okay? It was still lockdown, so I had to go to the, uh, the grocery store to like get some groceries there quick and come back, okay? On the way, mm-hmm. I have never seen so many people out there begging. Yeah, I noticed there that was as not well. even a, There was like a handful of people who went to go for groceries. The rest were just beggars. And the streets were crowded. Yeah. But one person was giving cash, the rest ran to them. Yeah, and that just and you know, it shows still persists in that area. It still persists, and it's yeah. not just old people and like middle middle aged people. Like all lots of children, lots of malnourished yeah. children. We'll all malnourished children who are like half or like one thirds of our age. Bro, you know, um, I'm gonna say this like. Uh, could you uh, speak louder? Oh I yeah, I was just sorry. Like after when the lockdown was ending, my mom she went out to the market to get some necessary things. So she went to the shop to buy this dress for my cousin, younger cousin. Uh, so the guy said uh, when she asked for the price, the guy's like, "Jib, give me anything you want, cause I haven't have a fuck any sales since like one year. Just give in me an them. entire year. Yeah, cause all the all the markets were closed. Oh yeah, and what. The markets were closed for a long time. You know, you know what's the worst feeling in the world when mm-hmm. you when a father for a fa- like any man I would say even a woman as well when you sit and you see your children going to bed because of without without food in their plates and, and you can't do anything about it. I mean, nothing. That's that's when the mental health hits you the most. That's when this issue increases the most. Jay. Your, your, your children are going to bed without any food and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that is true. And uh, it, uh, it was true for a lot of people, especially exactly. during the lockdown. See, uh, our, our issue, we understand. Ours, we don't provide to anyone. We don't do anything. We, our issue is different. But this issue, I think, is much more stronger than the depression that we have. And it's much more... How do I put this? Uh, uh, it hits home. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Rafa, do you do you have anything to say? Do you have anything to add? Yeah. So basically, I've I've listened to each and every one of you. Yeah. So basically, I kind of agree to you guys because uh, during the lockdown in Bangladesh, even I had to go through a like you know uh, issues related to my I mental mean, health. You because... actually got COVID. Yeah, I got COVID. I got COVID. I got, I got COVID, COVID and that too, I was suffering from mental health during the first few months of lockdown because as humans, we are social beings and one month of uh, seclusion from society is okay, but months after months of not engaging into any activities, it takes a toll on you. And as you all know that I do MUNs and um, it's a part of me that I like interacting with people, engaging in dialogue. You're very social. You have always yeah, been so, so for me, uh, not being able to interact with people was a big thing. 
fortunately enough my family members were quite supportive when they got to know that i was suffering they uh, recommended me to a therapist and i went to one to took his advice and implemented it um, it was tough at first because like as you as we were talking about that we shifted to online classes i was losing motivation to study that was affecting Same. my grade Same. adding to my depression overall the entire bubble was like you know getting into me and at times i wouldn't lie i was also i i kind of thought about doing something like you know once or twice oh like here and there like, you know it, it was taking uh, a toll on self harm he means yeah self harm like you know what if i, I just dumped off this uh, balcony it's going to end right now like, you know those thoughts know. coming in and like yeah now i'm i was kind of relating that the guys are talking about uh, like you know suicide i was about to commit it almost about to commit it like what if it ends right now you know those feelings are kind of like symptoms like they're warnings that you might get into that mindset that you may commit suicide but you need to acknowledge and react as soon as possible after they start coming in you should not ignore it that is my message to the audience that right when you get like a minor hint that you are getting into that mindset just tell your parents about it if they don't understand try and make them understand or if they do not understand at all please go to a therapist it it, it might sound very yeah. or just okay. go to your friend. therapist or really expensive yeah, like, and a lot of people just don't have access to like take help from something? anyone you uh, just yeah. tell yeah, anyone about yeah neha Yeah, you know, one thing what happened is uh, I think this last year's end, like we talked about the ending, and when it was the ending, this guy who's a psychiatrist came up with this thing on Facebook. He posted to help the people who are actually suffering from mental health, and the best part was he was doing it for free. I think he conducted three or uh, maybe uh, many, quite a few sessions, and talked about mental oh, health, how to help, and how, like you know how it's affecting you, like. Like in general, like one to one, it wasn't one to one. It was basically a live session or something like that. Yeah. He did just to explain people how bad it was becoming, and how bad it is, and how you can help yourself. And you know what the what are the things that a person can do when you're not being able to go to someone a specialist. Yeah, no, sir. Yeah, I think it's that Bangladesh doesn't have an official suicide help helpline. It has like a few organizations, but it doesn't have an official. No. Yeah, and most of the cases, guys, yeah. we see that I the people suffering kidding. do not like you know reach out to their parents because as we talked about before that. most of the parents don't consider it to be a problem like they simply they're, ignore the severity and consider it for instance I a child but eating or not eating at all losing motivation they're just going to blame you that you're doing bad in studies your grades are not coming out good but why isn't it coming out good they don't focus on the problem the root so cause to symptom that the child should yeah, there are major symptoms like uh, overeating not oh, eating over at all eating under eating yeah. sleeping more or not sleeping at all these are symptoms of anxiety and anxiety continues to take over your mental health like over time you're going to uh, slightly shift towards the suicide uh, tendency like you may or may not want to commit suicide because uh, anxiety and depression over a prolonged period of time depends on the individual how strong you are mentally but it will get into your head you want to say so uh, kashav you're raising your hand and you're trying oh. to say something okay So, as we said, like seek out a psych, uh, seek out a, count, a consultant, seek out someone who can help you. Professional help. Professional help, right? Hmm. I won't say this globally or something. I would say in our region specifically. So, so basically, developed regions. 
not underdeveloped. Just our like I don't know about underdeveloped regions. I just know my region in. Oh, well, it doesn't just, matter. Just talk about yeah, Bangladesh. Just it. Yeah. So I'm in Bangladesh. Maybe I have depression. Okay. And I want to go out and seek professional help. I have the facility for it. I can, I can do it. Problem is that what about the people around me? They're gonna say that oh that kid's gone crazy. Oh that kid's yeah, gonna be sent to a mental hospital. It's like there's a lot of stigma involved. Like yeah. bro, at least I'm not like brain dead or something. I have the courage to like do this stuff. Yeah. And this is something that is like not talked about. Amongst the people, like older, like even it took my mom like a few months to let her know, like okay, people of our age can also go through shit like this, even though it's not the same as their level. We can also go through because studies is not something to be taken lightly of. It is what defines our whole career, and, our whole future. And I would like to add that in Bangladesh, or and also in a lot of underdeveloped countries, either because of financial reasons. A lot of kids dropped out because they couldn't do classes. They couldn't do online classes because they didn't have the necessary technology, and and they couldn't afford internet data. Like I remember this case of this old man who who basically sold his property, uh, who, who sold a few personal belongings to get a phone, but then he couldn't afford to pay for the mobile data, and his son couldn't go to school. I mean, go to online classes. That is. So Neha, you're trying to say something. Exactly what I, I want to ask. Have you ever played the game Chinese Whisper? I have no idea what that is. You whisper things in someone's ears. Okay, that's the game. So that's what mental health happens. That's how it works. For example, if you have a heart issue, people will boldly say about it. Arey, I had the heart issue. I got the heart surgery. I did my open heart transplant, and so they'll boast about it. But if someone in your family has the thing which happened is since the covid started everyone you know had the many different issues I mean many you got to learn a new thing for example online classes and stuff and at that point the pressure of studies thus the the feeling of not being able to meet your friends and the you know there was there and then comes in the taunt which you get from your family for example what are you going to do in like you're not studying you're not studying enough all day what you're doing is sleeping or you're just lying there you're eating what are you doing that's what i think even made the issue see even more serious the issue of mental health because mm-hmm. that is you know lowering your self esteem to zero and they're being isolated from their own family essentially you know what guys guys like you know our parents tell us what why what we are doing but like you know why are we doing it they should like you know think a little bit about it like you know why it's what is happening yeah. like, they don't know of exactly why and yeah, why they should figure out the mental reasons for it like, there are a lot of factors which affect uh, our performance in exams. Yeah, they're quite visible, you know. At times, they're quite visible. Like, yeah. Okay, that has it. Yeah. Bro, uh, if suddenly a person who doesn't eat that much starts eating a lot of food, or a person who eats a lot just starts reducing his appetite, 
or someone who used to sleep eight hours a day is now sleeping maybe sixteen hours a day, fifteen hours a day. These are or not getting any sleep, which is very common with insomnia rates just rising. I have I have an example right here of an insomnia. I just there started. You are the example right there. Yeah. Honestly, that is true. Like, I honestly could not sleep. Like, I like if I went tried to sleep, I just couldn't sleep. Like, I it, want to talk like, about yours. Your feeling. What happened to you? Please. Honestly, it's like, um, I thought that, I thought that it wouldn't affect me because I'm an introvert. I was like, yeah, I don't go out that often anyway. It's like lockdown isn't gonna affect me. But it's like all the outside stress, like stress from studies and also like, uh, stress from like. Like just thinking about the situation, what's happening to our country that hospitals are being messed up, and also it's like my area. What happened was that because of like the financial recession, um, like uh, there are a lot of people who resorted to stealing from houses, and I suddenly felt um, insecure and unsafe. That I mean, what if something like that happens to? me or like or like in my house and also it's like it's like constantly thinking about wait that thing i'm gonna touch does it have covid in it like like could i get covid from yeah, yeah it's like, and it's like yeah and also it's like people in my family like in my extended family actually had covid and i was like thinking you know what was my condition i used to sanitize every half an hour or maybe one hour without any reason I'm just sitting like. And like, let's be honest, all of us did that at, at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. My my mom at one point said, "Give me the tire, Sally. Eat this. What are you doing? You don't need to." Do yeah, that. I didn't sanitize, and uh, like you know, as a result, I had COVID. So it's like, yeah, I was like the opposite of sanitizing. Yeah, I was too chilled about it. Completely like opposite to Sakib. So yeah, I had COVID, and I was suffering for like over two months. So, Actually, yeah, I have a thing to say. We're talking about uh, we're talking about a lot of things about like our age people, but I'm gonna tell something about like people above our age. So yeah, yeah. Um, before before you start, I would like to mention a stat statistic by the University of Cambridge. <laughs> They found out that in Bangladesh specifically, around fifty seven point nine percent of adults had depression during the pandemic. Uh, fifty nine. Like fifty-seven point nine percent had depression. Fifty-nine point seven percent were suffering from stress from like outside factors, and thirty-three point seven percent of them had severe anxiety. I would like to add something to Sakib. Like not any stats, just a general thing that I believe. For example, our age, our friends, we can talk to them about anything, whatever mm-hmm. we want. We we don't have any filter. Say that. I mean, that's not exactly true for a lot of friendships, to be honest. Depends. Okay. Depends. 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 On the quality of your friends. I'll just give make it very obvious. For example, Maya Tanu. He's like my younger brother. Like that's how we treat each other. Like we're very, very close. We don't have any further between us. But think about the think about our parents. Do they have someone like that? Like they usually do not. Usually, <laughs> they, but they, they have yeah. siblings. But they do have someone, but in. Most But of the cases, then, like, even talking to them, I don't think they can open up. And one thing I'm gonna add is actually, which is very poor, is fathers. They don't speak up at times. They don't. They won't. Don't. Most of them. Yeah, because they have this uh, dilemma of manlyhood that 
the men have to be strong and need to like take care of the family so they and don't the get messed to... up thing is like they had the most stress because exactly. of the financial factor and they had to provide for the family and it's like let's say you lose your job you're thinking oh no what's gonna happen to my family and you know, i think it's like the fathers really go with the first tension they had is not that if i'm gonna get over or not i think the first thought that came in their mind was will i be able to provide food for my family every day and not let them sleep on me and, and can i protect them exactly and that fear imagine living with that fear for one and a half year every day yes i would like to include that like adults nowadays like specifically during the pandemic uh companies were not earning as much as revenue as they would before and they were like lowering the salary or wage paid to their employees and in not many of the companies they were cutting the employees a so lot of, a lot of employees lost their jobs yeah like this is a major uh, reason sakib that i wanted to mention due to increasing anxiety and depression in adults because when you're uh, as neha mentioned adults are like specifically men they think that they're the ones who bring in the bread and butter and eventually when the wages drop or you there's like this unwanted risk of put, being potentially fired because the company is not doing well it kind of takes a toll on you and exactly. uh, causes anxiety and depression so yeah nihal for example uh, in my areas a lot of companies even started like they didn't even pay the workers but they made them work yeah because they didn't have yeah, revenue well, that's 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 that. That. yeah they were doing they were not doing as well as them. so the companies were thinking jay i need the i'm making them work i'm getting my money i don't care about the other workers yeah so and it's like that messed it up even worse because it's like they're working but they're not getting paid so there's a lot of anger and resentment yeah, yeah there were protests about like uh, regarding this by our garment workers too in like and the some beginning. of these protests actually became violent okay. Uh, yeah because obviously when you when you're not being paid uh, the wage and you know that you won't be able to bring back food to your family it's going to like you know make you do violent things if you're not listened at so yeah, yeah it's I pretty mean, obvious gosh uh, before i interrupted you you were saying something regarding your mother or something yeah so basically what happened was like at the midst of 2020 like during lockdowns and all hmm. my mother and i got covid i was going out and working and i somehow got covid into the home okay that's about it we didn't have as much drastic symptoms as much like the most that i got was like my sense of smell and taste just went away and like i had like a mouth fever for like a few days my mother well, also had like this, my mother had like a similar situation but both of us like kind of suffered like breathing issues like it take we lost a lot of stamina but that's the least symptoms we went through the best case scenario best case scenario but problem here is that my family members ditched on us they abandoned you guys for 6 months and it's not like they live far away they can come visit us they, they also live, live in bochondhora they live in the same area i live in like down the block there's they're there <laughs> yeah and they could so even come visit us here when well, like yeah they so basically when you are suffering from covid people wouldn't want to get near you no so, not at sorry. all I'll just ask for that. Get in touch with you, like they didn't even call or something. No, that's the difference. Physically, no, but you could keep in touch to get to yeah, know other people. Like they didn't even bother to call. Like my sister who lives abroad, she's like stressed out, which she should. My mom's stressed out because she has to like 
team first because she's like a single parent. She works as well. Hmm. And I'm out here, I'm like, you work as well. I start for studying as well. Yeah, Russia so, also works a lot. Yeah, I also work too. And it's just like the whole can of worms at this point, like just stress upon anxiety, upon depression, just tolls on you. And at that point, I was like, why, what am I even doing here? Like, you're you're so you know, uh, when I had COVID, so like first time uh, in our family, in our home, COVID happened in two states. First time I had it, my father, my brother, and my Chachi had it. So in mornings, I couldn't sleep. Why is that? Because my dad keep on getting, kept on getting calls from my relatives. Like everyone was checking on us. My nana literally called my mom and said, "I don't know what happens. I'm coming to see my us uh, to see us and my father." He was literally coming in that situation when COVID was at a peak just to see. My mom was like, "No, you can't come. It's COVID. They have COVID." Because I don't know even if I have it or not. If you come, you're gonna get sick. So please don't. Yeah, that's how. So, you know, if you get that moral support from the family in this situation, that actually makes you happier and you know helps your mental state get stable. But in Kashyap's case, that was not the case. I was the one who had to like keep my mom from like breaking down. Yeah. On, like while me being on the verge of like breaking down as well. That, that that's a huge responsibility for a teenager. Exactly. So one thing I like to add is this guy Kashyap. I think he's mentally the strongest amongst us all. I agree. Imagine. I agree. I'm just gonna say like the best example that I give I can give is that you are sinking already. And yet you're trying to save the person who's next to you. That was his. That was his way. He himself was thinking, but yet he was trying to save his mom. Yeah, he's an amazing person. Yeah, he might be emotionally dumb, but he's way mature than us. <laughs> yeah. And a, another yeah, thing yeah. I want to point out dumb, is that dumb. when I when I also had COVID, I also like after COVID, like after I got done with COVID, I had to like do an get a surgery done on my appendix. It blew up. Wait, that right after. Yep. That's just awful, oh, though. appendicitis. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember he disappeared from the online classes. Yeah. I was oh, like, right. Yeah, you guys know of it. So basically, COVID ended. Okay. I'm like, okay, mom and I are chilling. But one day I was like, ah, my stomach, my tum tum hurts. Bro, no, no. <laughs> like, two days, two days later, I have to like, it's an imminent surgery. I need to cut it out because it's infecting inside of me. I don't know yeah, how. Don't I did not see it for like a year and a half, but it went up to there. So. Here again, my family members aren't calling. They aren't coming to visit. They're like calling somewhat, but they're not coming to visit. And my Bro, mom, no offense. And your my family mom, members. No I know, they're kind of shit. But they were calling at least. But my mom's alone in the hospital. Outside this uh, operation ward. And I'm in there. She, like when I went into, like when they were taking me into there, she was crying her eyes out. There was no one, no one beside her to like at least hold her or something. I I just smiled at her and said like why why are you crying? It's just a no. It's just a typical surgery. Everyone gets it once in their lifetime, right? No, I mean, and I just walked. I just walked right in. Yeah, it's pretty understandable. Yeah, because you lost your dad and she's all like you're all she got. So it's yeah. like pretty. Moms are just really protective or of their kids. And I understood. In yeah, and also like she was also extremely stressed because of the situation. So and yeah. uh, no matter like when, what I went through, I tried to give her as less of a pain as possible. Even though I wasn't like uh, nearly had like my 
stomach come cut out from me it was that bad yeah that led to depression and anxiety yeah like when my mom had when my mom had covid my dadu had it too so both of them had to be hospitalized it was very severe so my father he didn't come back he went to the hospital and stayed there with them in that situation and at home it was me my uncle my younger brother and everyone and then my uncle he had his duties in the hospital so he also left it is just three of us and one day my phoebe she calls me and she says jay nihal your mom is not very well not at all just play or just cry and pray for her so imagine my situation me being alone with a younger brother at home and i don't know how to react and like, no one to support at that point but i, I was stuck i didn't know how to react actually kind of uh, reminds me of like my mom's friend he's he was like within like a he's also a doctor like my mom's friend's husband he's a mm-hmm. doctor and um my she also had her nephew at her place both of them had covid like her yeah. husband and her nephew both of them died simultaneously at the same time and also not even that her mother and law also died the week before oh my god simultaneously three oh people died god. in the same house That's they could so, so the husband's sure. own mother his wife and his child he lost three of the no not his wife himself 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 oh, the husband had covid the wife lost her husband her nephew and her mother in law at the same time simultaneously simultaneously yeah all of them oh. just died so there were reports that a doctor and maybe a doctor and his wife both of them are doctors treating covid and the wife got sick or the husband got sick and one of them died and the husband was treating her or the wife was treating him imagine that situation imagine but i mean people, losing three people in the same month what does that do to you uh, bro 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 same week like same week like same two weeks exactly guys yeah, i've literally heard stories about entire families being wiped out so it's like yeah, yeah you don't read this one article it, a few very... months back of this guy of our age he lost his mother father sister his entire family at once at the same time his his grandmother oh. didn't, didn't even survive that i i have also a story there was this guy whose mom dad and grand uh, i think younger sister or brother got admitted in the hospital mm-hmm. and the mom passed away so marke like got buried janaja like he did perform the janaja and he returned to the hospital and then he hears his brother passed away wait that directly afterwards just he just finished the janaja and he just returned and he got to know that and he Honestly. And then he had to mentally prepare for another genre so it's yeah, like, yeah. true for a lot of people like a lot of families and even communities were like wiped okay, out okay imagine even even a worse situation when a father has to carry the body of a of, of his young child of his young child imagine that baby of his baby carrying the child on his shoulder and burying him that will traumatize him for life and it's like a lot of people who lost their relatives during the pandemic they're traumatized for life okay they're going to remember this constantly yeah so um in february of 2020 just before lockdown i lost my grandmother um she died of old age she didn't have covid thankfully and you know it was february so it hadn't entered bangladesh yet and i went i buried her myself 
back that was February of 2020 and we buried her in Bonani graveyard and at the time you know the graveyard where we buried her was like half filled like there were a lot of lanes you know basically half the cemetery was still empty fast forward uh, yeah uh when was it march or april of 2021 okay i go to the graveyard and i see where i buried my nanu it became so crowded the cemetery was so crowded i could i had a hard time finding her grave you could imagine the mortality rate in yeah Greece. yeah actually you know what's depressing it's like i'm a, i live in that area and i'm a part of the uh, society so it's like i constantly got text messages that this person died this person died like on a daily basis bro every day from the mosque i heard announcements every day yeah at least one. every day like honestly it's like it was just so depressing like i was thinking oh shit i could i could beat that text someday all of this exactly imagine a situation where you're hearing about deaths every day and you have that feeling jay Oh my god, I could be next. I could be next living with that feeling for a year every day. And it's still going on. It's not like like right now. Exactly. The you, know, improved, but... you know of like a typical ap- apocalyptic scenarios, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whole Which we went desolate. through. We went areas through. Areas desolate, yeah. not even seeing a single person on the road. Can I say some of the quotes that I wrote during that time? Sure. Yeah, yeah, go on. I'll just read to you some of the quotes that I wrote during that time. One of them was the people, uh, which one? Sadness and depression are like darkness. It does fade away, but it never fails to return. <sighs> you should, you should become hey, like, hey, you know, you should have your own okay, handle there are of more, quotes. There are more. There yeah, are go more. on, go on. Uh, happy people say that life is too short to be sad. But for the people who are sad and depressed, even this short period seems like a lifetime. I mean, you're getting into my heart right now. You're honestly, making me cry. See, your words are so fucking accurate for a lot of people, and it's so relatable. Like, listen, this podcast about mental health is gonna leave people more depressed. <laughs> okay, there was one more that I wrote. Yeah, uh, darkness is something which gets fear, but. The condition gets even worse when the older ones start to fear the light. Guys, you're seeing me with a balish because of uh, Nihal's dark coats. <laughs> and okay. last one, last one. Okay, this is the last. I won't say anymore. If staying alive meant breathing, uh, breathing, then depression would have been a myth. So that's uh, a bit little, little less darker than the other ones. I mean, honestly, it's like. I also felt like that for a huge I had a few more, but if I read them out, I think it's going to be very worse. Okay, okay, you know what? It's enough. Okay, so it's like, I also felt like that because normally, just in general, I'm a really productive person. I do a lot just every day. And it's like in the pandemic, I just lost all of it. And it's like, I just felt like I'm not doing anything. I'm basically wasting this year. And it's and I'm never gonna get it back. And it's like the thing about it is like I basically reflected on my life for like the last for the past five years. So it's like everything that happened, like it was going through my head and it was like filled with regrets. Like I could have done this, I, I should have done that. And exactly. it's like it just flow through your head. Yeah, it just it just starts to resurface. 
and it's like and it's like really uh, intrusive you know it's like it's like there's nothing to distract you because like it's like, horse, like yeah. yeah and it's like a, a huge stress a huge uh stretches of time from that period are just blank like i don't remember sh- shit it reminds me of me um in the first 5 6 months of doing online classes even now it's still there but it's a bit you know it's improved a little but i remember waking up um you know half asleep jumping into class and just staring at the screen blank i remember i almost broke down after class once cuz i was having so much trouble understanding i was exactly. having headache i was literally on the verge of a breakdown after class i closed my laptop and went to my room buried my head in my pillow it's it was that well, there was a time like uh, after i was you know bed better in a better 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 state every day i used to text tanzim azwat every of my friend that i had just to know if they're okay was uh, during that time i was hearing a lot of news of suicides as and i was acting me too you know asking them also give me the assurance okay that they're okay and i can talk to them about my situation as well it was a both way thing but keeping a one check my, with one of my own friends almost did too she was constantly telling me that she was a uh, she was also constantly telling me about um uh i'm sorry this might be a bit explicit but she was also constantly telling me that she has the urge to self harm and even did it a few times i did everything i can i even tried calling her up and you know texting her as many you know wholesome quotes and you know happy stuff that i could you know thankfully she's alive and well now but you know i just said this to highlight the situation people were in and um although it might be a bit repetitive but it's just true like especially after the pandemic it was you know the entire world it was in chaos it still is and although this yeah, i mean it has improved considerably like online classes are yeah. almost ending we are back we are back to school like it's like although i i lost like my final year of my a levels which is like 12th grade uh, i'm back at university and it's like yeah. bro yeah. i never well, had to at this point we can say the world has learned to smile again sort of but like but for how long that is the question okay yeah it, for how long let's not dwell on that but let's dwell on the positive let's talk like, about mental health we must be prepared i mean even then it's like for a lot of people it was actually not as bad for example personally i got to spend a lot of time with my family my sister who normally lives in canada she's studying in canada came back so i got to spend a lot of time with her and I also got a pet and so it was so it had positives and it's like uh, for a lot of people they got to spend a lot of time with their family and it's like there are positives involved those are all and they got thing, one more thing I would like to add for the mental state part uh, for example during the normal life we had some sorts of entertainment for example maybe we watched a new series or a new movie that was coming out or even sports for many people mm-hmm. but in the long no new series no football games no cricket games no nothing no sports or no entertainment sources that was also a big issue i would like to say i would like to say that when football came back on i'm a barcelona fan and watching Thank us you. get destroyed by bayern munich was awful oh, <laughs> oh my god he's retired that's me coming back for you when football return it at least you know gave gave people a new 
improvement can come any time just keep on moving on slowly and steadily everything will be okay that's what that, that's the biggest lesson of life let me so, give my best one and one day let me give my best quote of the day it doesn't get cheated in this okay yeah, true. <laughs> just, yeah. say, just keep saying this it'll get you it'll get you through the worst of the worst yeah. exactly yeah okay so that's all for today until next week goodbye sayonara <laughs>